The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. It's time to talk VH stock cars. We've been talking about VH stock car racing for uh, the last couple of months off and on, Rob. And, and one of the things that we pointed out about this is how this series has grown over the years. Go ahead and introduce our next guest, man. On the phone with us, we've got none other than uh, Tony Amico. He's the 2007 GTA Points champion. How you doing, Tony? I'm good. How are you? Man, we're doing great, man. I, I tell you, every time I talk about this uh, V8 stock car stuff, you know, I, I race these late models and kick myself in that butt all the time because I think about I could be out there running these road courses and stuff. They're a lot of fun. I bet they are. You been having fun? Yeah, um, I've been having a great time. I think we won the uh, championship in seven and eight. Wow. Well, I'm sorry I didn't tell you that. You know, they only provide me with so much information. <laughs> <laughs> terrible of them, isn't it? I know. Leave me out like that. Oh, <laughs> our apologies. So, uh, how are the races going? Uh, what was the last race? Sebring, wasn't it? The last race was uh, West Palm International Raceway was the last race I ran. And how'd you do in that race? I came in third. I blew up my primary car. A uh, cylinder wall failed, and they uh, took some water in and blew a rod. And I got in the backup car, and we took third. And a lot of people will remember, have been around racing in Florida a long time, will remember, uh, Tony, you ran, used to run in, like, the Sarah series, the, the uh, limited late models, they called them at that time. And you raced in the, those kind of cars before. How different is this whole deal? What's what's the difference in terms of the experience uh, as a driver? Um, you know, they they both have their own they both have their own satisfaction. They uh, they're they're both a lot of fun. Uh, road racing is is more a driver's sport because the, the spectators can't see the whole track, so it's not much of a spectator sport. But for a driver, it's a whole lot more fun than running a roundy-round car. Uh, left and right turns, up and down hills. You go race road Atlanta. You know, you have some 100-foot hills to climb up. You're, you're going up them, um, coming out of a 90-degree turn in second gear, catching third. Just as you break the top of the hill, you're catching fourth gear, running fourth gear about um, 60 feet down the other side before you go into heavy braking to get around the negative negative uh banked corner coming onto the front straightaway it, it's just a whole different feel but it's a lot of fun there's nothing like it yeah you sold me just on that whole deal just then the whole smealy just laid out that's the uh, last turn coming into the uh, the finish line at road atlanta yeah you know in my karting days i raced at every one of those places you know and uh i used to run uh supercars and we ran them Road Atlanta, Roebling Road, all these tracks in Florida, you know, and probably every time I think about, you know, as much as I've raced cars in, in late model, I've never got to race one on the road course, and, you know, because my car is just set up one way. I don't have no money to change it the other way. I'd love to, but uh, there's, a, there's another there's another big difference in racing. You know, you get on a uh, a track even as nice as the track as Lakeland was. Um, you know, you, maybe you get up to 140 miles an hour on these road courses. 
you're up 180 miles an hour, 185 miles an hour. It's a uh, it's a whole different experience. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine. How long have you been doing it, Tony? Uh, three years. Yeah. Three years. Uh, it, it's it's a ball. There's nothing. There's nothing to compare it to. It's uh, the most fun you can have with your clothes on. That's for sure. <laughs> now, now, who builds your cars? Do you, do you have? Uh, it, or, I know Mike Cope's been and got involved in this deal. Where do you build? Who Mike builds? Cope's involved. Um, Mike Cope. Mike Cope helped me uh, some on my car. The Bowsers. The Bowser brothers. Jason. Yeah. Jeremy. The, they help with the car. Um, uh, Jimmy Cope helps with the cars. There's a you know a lot of guys are getting involved in it. So there's a lot of guys out there uh, trying to get a piece of the action. You know, I haven't heard of that name about the Bowser Boys since uh, they were running in the Hooters deal. What are they up to these days? Um, Jason Bowser runs the shop, the Eagle's Nest, mm-hmm. um, over over off of uh, 142nd Avenue. And uh, his brother's up working for a NAS- NASCAR team up in North Carolina. Well, good for them. Good for them. That's cool. They're not racing anymore. They're just uh, just building cars. Yeah. He builds. He builds a. He does a hell of a job. I'll tell you what. Yeah, that's cool. And where do you live at now, Tony? St. Pete. Yeah, that. that so there, how many cars you got? Um, I have uh, three road race cars. Are they all three of the same class or different classes? I see they got. They're all, they're all the same thing. They all run a class called GTA. It's um. It's basically the same as a, uh, the same layout as the super late model. No difference. Yeah. Good. Now you I know. set you up right for it. Now, how do I get myself in the seat of one of your cars? <laughs> <laughs> Rob, we told you well, no okay, panhandling. Here's, here's the thing. You got to get a driver's license, a <laughs> license from, um, SCCA yeah. to be able to go run on the track. So, uh, that's not hard to get. You could you could go to the school and take the school in a Miata. Once they issue you a license, it doesn't matter what you drive. Huh. You wow. get a license, and I'll let you go around. The, I'll let you take a car around the track a few times. There you go. That's the best offer you've had in like yeah. a while. Yeah, it's not bad. I can't turn that down. And then I got to see that. Then I would have to see what I'd have to do to my car to switch it over. You know what? There's almost nothing you have to do to your car to switch it over. That's all you have to do is. Change the A-frame on one side of your car. But I got a left-hander chassis. Doesn't matter. There's guys running left-hander chassis. Wow. Sounds like you're. Jerry, Jerry Miller runs a left-hander chassis. He runs SPL. Um, they're how, probably. How do those uh, right-hand turns go? No problem. You well. set your you set your car up, even though you have a left-hander chassis. When you do your cross on the cars, you set it up for you know to get fifty-fifty across the car. How much weight? Is, how much do the cars weigh? Cars weigh twenty-nine hundred pounds. Okay, well that'll help. Got to add weight. Twenty-nine hundred pounds, full of fuel, with you in the car, and they weigh it. That's what it. Ha- My car has to weigh twenty-eight twenty-eight hundred and eighty pounds after the race. Rob, I think that's something you should you should follow up on. I'll tell you because like as as we talked about, you know, Tony, we've talked about this uh, with with Lee. I, I talked to Lee uh, a couple of months ago, and I hadn't, I'd been out of touch with him for a few years. And you know, I remember when he started this whole thing, got it got it first kicking off ten years ago or whatever. And 
there was a handful of cars, and the series has continued to grow and grow and grow. And uh, we sort of compared that in, in some instances. It's grown while late model racing at our racetracks on the circle tracks has kind of gone the other way. And, uh, right. You know, it's uh, it's uh, obviously something working right. Well, yeah. you, know, you know, you can take any car. You can take a NASCAR. You can take a Bush car. You can take a super late model, and you can go out and race them. And there's a, the other big thing is it's, it's not a tight track. You're usually racing on a three-mile track, and when you spread 50 cars out on a three-mile track, it's not, it's not a lot of bumping and grinding. As a matter of fact, they write you, they write you up. They uh, call you in for an interview if you touch another car on the track. So you're not replacing fenders, you're not replacing grills, you're not replacing uh, front ends, rear ends on the cars. You're you're not repairing the car every week like you do roundy round racing. Well, you got to take some good equipment there because you're talking about going 180, 190 mile an hour down the straightaway and then stopping, making turns. You know, uh, over a period of time, it would definitely wear some equipment out. That's for sure. Any any late model, any late model or, or super late model could be converted over very easily at a low cost. Maybe um, you move your you move your oil tank over to the right hand side. You move your battery over to the right hand side. You uh, change one a frame and you're good to go. That's cool. When's the next time you guys are racing? Uh, North Carolina, the end of this. Excuse me, Carolina Motorsports Park, the end of this month. How about in Florida? Um, I think we have two races left at Sebring, two races at Daytona, another race at West Palm International Raceway, and one at Homestead. So Sounds there's plenty of local races for people to go race around here, and it doesn't, it, it's such a ball. You wouldn't believe it. Oh, yeah, man, it definitely sounds like it. Sounds like a good time. Uh, That's cool. For sure. We're also going to talk. Uh, definitely, I'm going to have to get licensed up and take you up on that offer to go out My here and out one of your cars. Cause, uh, I always bring two to the race. You're welcome to run one. So, Tony, where would he go to get his SCCA license? Um, I think the next SCCA school is at Daytona. There you go. Yeah, I've never had a uh, SCCA license. Well, right. we're going to have to look into this and I, get you going on We're going to have to get you, you going, Rob. If you... Um, if you can just borrow somebody's Miata or somebody's little car to go to the school, it's only like 200 bucks. There you go. I'll check into that. A matter of fact, uh, I have a uh, I have a free school I'll give you. Really? Yeah, I, I, it was one of the door prizes at the uh, awards banquet. Well, I'll take it. Rob, I think this Rob, is the best day of your life Rob outside of the day you got married and the day your son was born. Rob, you're speechless. Well, nothing compares to the day your son was born. Yeah. That's right. Or your daughter, you either one. Yeah, you got that right. You got that right. Well, most definitely uh, we need to get that from you. All right. Um, yeah, Tony, i tell you what, we're going to uh, talk to Jay Marshall. I know you know him. He, he's a good competitor, boy. He, we, we're neck and neck. Yeah, we're going to talk to Jay here in a few minutes, but before we let you go, yeah, before we let you go, I think, uh, of course, we would be remiss if we didn't bring up, you were the, unfortunately, you were the, the man in charge when, when Lakeland just couldn't couldn't stay open anymore, and you you, had, you owned the track there, and I know that had to be a tough decision for you to 
to have to let that piece go because you raced there and and you had as much uh, track. It was a ball of race on. Yeah, and uh, the nicest short track in our state. Yeah, could could you just speak to the fans and and like say what 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 happened there to make that have to happen? The economy, people stopped racing, car counts were low, we couldn't get a full show, and then the fans stopped coming out. Where they used to have seven thousand, we were lucky to get twenty five hundred. The uh, last year, the last year that the track ran, um, it lost a little over four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's four hundred thousand good reasons to, to to not be able to do it, man. So uh, somebody came up and said, "Hey, we'd like to buy this commercial property and change the use on it. We'll give you a healthy profit if you'll, if you'll sell it to us." And I was like, "Well, let me see. Lose another four or five hundred thousand, or make a profit and sell the property." Yeah. If if I had a crystal ball and could tell you when racing was going to come back or when the economy was going to turn around so racing could come back, and it, if it was going to be a short time, I would have kept it, put in a go-kart track, put in a quarter midget track, maybe a road race, road race course. But um, I didn't have the luxury of that, and I had to make a decision, and the decision was to cut the losses and sell the track. Yeah. So do you see, uh, is, uh, is that something that you might, if the economy... When the economy gets back going in the other direction, is it possible that you might get back into that kind of part of the racing game again? Possible. I'd build a new track, yeah, with yeah. road course and a uh, circle track. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Yeah, maybe you could buy all that property over there at Sunshine Speedway sits on over there and just reenact <laughs> that whole deal over there into a road course circle track deal. Wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be something you'd have the busiest place, wouldn't you? Absolutely. That'd be a good business deal. That yeah. place drew a crowd right to the last day it was open. That's yeah. right. We all used to race there. Yeah. That quarter-mile track was a great learning experience, wasn't it? That's right. That's where we all learned how to race. I remember your days out there, brother. <laughs> I remember. That's what, cool. was the most ex- what was the most exciting thing you remember about that track? Uh, me? Myself, one of the most exciting races that I ever watched at that racetrack was Jimmy Cope and Dave Plesser crashing across the finish line of a late mile race. And uh, every time there was a race, there was always 24 cars. Yeah. I love The exciting thing I remember is when Jimmy flew over the grandstands in his car. And you're older than me. Cleared the grandstands, cleared the grandstands and the people in the grandstands by 20 feet above them. Wow. Now, how does something like that happen? He was coming He was coming into turn four just before you go down the straightaway. He got bumped. He hit the fence. The fence fell down, and it launched him into the air like a ramp. And he went right over the grandstands, landed in the parking lot, and broke everything in the car. Oh the God. rear end in half. Wow. Gauges blew up. Everything. I never heard that before. That was 1980. <laughs> wow. Probably a 1980. That's why you didn't hear about it, Jack. You weren't even into racing yet. Yeah. The thing I remember most was the the, the, the most exciting figure eights I think I've ever seen was there, no doubt. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, you know, it's just a shame that the track does still sit there as it does. And, uh, yeah. you know. Nobody's using it. Yeah. Yeah, if something ever could be done with it, you know. Why don't we go lease it and open it back up? Hey, that's what I'm saying. That'd, that'd be the place to put a road course in and have that oval track, too, and have the best of both worlds with all these cars you got. We could at least 
drive your cars around all day long every day. Yeah, there we go. Well, you know, guys, all it takes is money, but we all know that if that were to happen, if that was to be reopened, you know the fans and the drivers would be there. That's for sure. Yeah, you got to spend it to make it. I, I think that place would make money. Yeah. You know, because well, it's, it's, close, it it's so close to the fans and so convenient to get to that that's why that track was always successful. Yeah. And all the racers. Think of all the racers that still live around. You know, so. Sure. Everybody's everybody's a little tight on money right now. All the racers. That's all I hear is uh, I can't afford a set of tires. I can't afford to put new valve springs in the motor. I can't go racing. Yeah. Hey, well, don't tell anybody, Tony. But if you open Sunshine Speedway up, yeah, you just said you were doing it for trophies. There'd still be a bunch of people that would. Yeah, I bet you there would. There would yes, be. There would. No doubt. <laughs> Well, Tony, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule, man, to be with us here tonight. I really appreciate it. Hey, Tony, he's going to give me your phone number. I'm going to call you, and we're going to work some stuff out. You got it. Okay. Good good deal. Thanks, Tony. Thank you. Bye-bye.